And again, answering are the Eagles. Cato now for three. That's two in a row for the freshman. The steal, the spin, behind the back, behind the back, splitting the double team. What's going on, guys? I'm Elliot, joined by Russell. This is Screech Report. Just wrapped up the Hilton Garden in FGCU Classic at Alico Arena. We had technically four games. They included Florida Tech, North Dakota, Campbell, and Georgia Southern. Uh, like I said, we just got back from the game tonight, the last game against Georgia Southern. Um, not a whole lot to uh, talk about unless you want to go on a, like a 45-minute rant on... <laughs> what we need to improve on, but yeah, it's all F- been said. Yeah, FGCU drops this final game to Georgia Southern, uh, seventy-two to fifty-seven. It's another game with turnovers, um, turnover-ridden. We had twenty-one. They outscored us by twenty in the second half. Um, it's not like we shot terribly, but still not where we need to be. I guess let's just go into some thoughts and reactions. Russell. Yeah, man. Um, it's, you know, I mean, the game we saw today was Georgia Southern and it was the, the whole tournament was kind of weird. It, it seemed like the, the, you know, easiest team to beat per se was going to be North Dakota. Uh, Georgia Southern was sort of the clear quote unquote, um, you know, best team and Campbell was somewhere in the middle along with us potentially. Uh, but man, that kind of all got turned on its head early on. Uh, North Dakota ended up being the best team, at least record-wise, um, in this tournament. Um, I believe they went 3-0. and um, I could be mistaken. I, I didn't think they lost to Campbell. They lost to Campbell. I know they beat... Georgia uh, Southern. I know they beat Georgia Southern. Let me, let me double-check. Okay. But um, I do know that, that Georgia Southern beat Campbell, though, and they obviously beat us. But um, regardless, it's, you know... Nobody really knew what to expect, but it sure wasn't the way it ended up, us losing three games. Okay, so North Dakota lost by two points to Campbell. Um, but anyways, still, they ended up being the kind of the... Clear-cut su- best yeah, team in the, yeah, in the su- little tournament. Surprise team here. But still, you know, it, it's just... It seemed like the same game three times in a lot of ways. We The whole season so far, we kind of struggle on the start. It's like, where is our offense for the first 10 minutes? And then we get it going, and the second half's a little better sometimes. Um, but this tournament, it was us kind of starting off a little bit better. I wouldn't call it hot, because it's not like we were you no. know, 20 points in, in 10 minutes. It was. Um, it just seemed fluid. Right, like, a little bit more oh. fluid. Good defense, but we'd overcome their good defense, and we'd be winning by somewhere between 5, 10, 15 points. But then, toward, this, toward the end of the first half in all these games, we'd just you know go in those spurts where it looks like we don't know what we're doing for for too long and then they take the upper hand and then the second half looks just abysmal i'd say north dakota's first half and tonight's first half were almost identical Mm -hmm. we were up by like 10 maybe 12 against georgia southern tonight in the first half and then playing north dakota we were up by about 15 um we're taking good shots the offense is moving playing good defense and all of a sudden the last few minutes two minutes of the first half it's like the switch is off and and 
I don't know. It's like mis- miscommunication yeah, comes in. Like a in different and, team. And we never recovered from that last few minutes of the first half. And then going to the second half is just a totally new team. And I don't know if it's, you know, North Dakota outplaying us, be more aggressive. Michael Fly tonight talked about Georgia Southern winning on the aggressiveness. And while that be, that may be true, I think it's, I don't know. There seems to be a lot of mis- miscommunication and on our end. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it looks like, I mean, when, when, when you play a certain way in one half and then a different way, it goes horribly wrong in the second half. The obvious thing to kind of wonder is, what did the other team do differently? What did they see in us where they took advantage of it and we couldn't capitalize? But it's it, my uh, Coach Fly today at the presser, you know, commented on how it's the same thing they were really doing in the first half. Uh, Georgia Southern, that is, with the, with the press, and we were just beating it in the first half, not beating it in the second. So, you know, a little confusing there just on how that something like that can happen. The thing that's interesting is usually when a team has one really bad half and one really good half, it's the opposite. You come out flat. Sometimes, but, I mean, it's... it's and then you pick it up in the second half. We've been doing the opposite. We come out, you know, looking looking good, Got a significant lead. A 10-point, 15-point lead at halftime is something you should not be squandering that, mm-hmm. the rest of that game. Yeah, I mean, whether we play well in the first half, play well in the second half, uh, bottom line is we haven't played two good halves. Whether against Florida Tech, against anybody, we haven't played two good halves. Nope. Yeah, it seems like Aliko Arena didn't really help us much as far as home court advantage goes but again it's thanksgiving break and and all the students were gone um and that shouldn't really be that much of a factory that that's like that's like that's like a that's like what you say when it's a close game and you're right oh the fans must have been the fans fans pulled this one out for us you know (laughs) but it's uh i don't even know like (laughs) it's just hard to watch yeah it is uh and you know because you get so hopeful you do because you see those. You watch spurts. the first half, and when you're up by 10, 12, right. 15, you're like, man, uh, maybe we're turning the corner. And you then... get tricked into getting excited again. And then, sure enough, sure as the wind, the, the second half comes. And you, again, those, those 10 plus minute spurts or half long spurts where it just, you know, it looks like the guys have never played together sometimes. Well, I'm going to ask you something, Russ. I want to know your thought. Um, do you think the active point you know, the one spot, whoever's bringing the ball up the court, whether it be Jalen Warren, uh, Jalen Harper, uh, sometimes Caleb Caddo, are they running the offense or calling the plays? Or do you think it's, if it, like it's uh, called from the sidelines, from the coaches or Michael Fly himself, do you happen to know? Because it seems like there's so much miscommunication sometimes on the plays we're running. Like, you know, we'll see Dakota come up for a screen and it's a half-assed screen. Maybe that's intentional, but then no one seems to get open or get any space. And then it's like, Dakota, where are you going? I thought you were supposed to do this. It, you know what I mean? It's right. Like, um, I mean, I think generally it's, I mean, generally. Is our, there even specific plays in college or is it just? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you'll see people, you know, tap the top of their head or do something with their hands. Yeah, but is that, that means, does that just mean, hey, wings come screen and I'm going right. to take one? I mean, is it like. I think generally in any, in any level of basketball, you're playing basketball is your play. Uh, now there's there are circumstances and situations whether it's on an inbound or okay right here um, I'm the point guard I'm Jalen Warren or I'm Coach Fly and I call in to whoever has the ball and say you know they notice you notice something that they're doing or or they change the way they're playing defense and you say 
hey, this you know particular play or movement or anything that we have might give us an advantage. But to the to the appearing like there's not communication or not knowing what to do, I mean, yeah, it's, it's hard to pinpoint why as we're not in the practices and everything and where the miscommunication is taking place because sometimes it's even hard to, to pinpoint like who did the wrong thing. Um, you know, is, who's supposed to be in a particular spot or what exactly they're supposed to do. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it does get rough sometimes when, when people in basketball, you got to spread out, you know, on offense, you got to not have two guys standing in the same spot. And a lot of times there will be two guys, you know, standing in the corner. It's so there's clust- not a lot of it's room. clustered up. Right. So, you know, sometimes those things will happen and it's just, it's, it's frustrating for sure. Yeah. Cause it seemed like there was at least a handful of plays and more so in the, uh, Campbell game where we had to throw up a shot because the, the shot clock was on two or one and we could not get past the three point line. And right. I don't, and maybe that's due to the pressing. Yeah. That's half or the, the, the depressing. You mean, no, um, that's, yeah, that's half to do with the press that they're playing because it seems like sometimes we'll just pick the ball up or is it, it the one, three, one they're playing. I don't know if it was one, two, two, a, a lot one, of two, times two. they're playing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it takes us so long to get past half court sometimes when they press and that, you know, by the time we get past half court, there's close to 15 seconds on the shot clock. And then we're trying to do our little, you know, three man weave looking, you know, rotation of the guards. And really by the clock, by the time the clock hits seven, six, you got to like be be in motion or right. And then you see a bunch of players do ISO. And hero looking ball, which I'm not saying hero ball in the context that I have to take over this no, team myself, but, but in the you're forced to put up right. A shot. I have five seconds, and I'm not sure I can make a pass because I'm not sure the guy's going to be where I think he's going to be, and I need to take this shot. Um, and I, that's definitely contributing to the the really poor <laughs> shooting percentage that we keep having. I mean, from three today, eight for twenty nine. Sadly, that's better than against Campbell, and we we're three for twenty five, but. You know, uh, specifically for this game against Georgia Southern, Caddo, Caleb Caddo had actually a fairly efficient game, seven points, uh, four assists, two steals, but he shot one for eight from three, three of 13 from the floor. And that's entirely because of the point you brought up, though. It's in the end, especially it, it was him having the ball and, you know, just having to force up a shot with three left on the shot clock or less. Yeah, no, Campbell was nothing to write home about. We that was probably I think that was our worst shooting game of the year. We shot twenty. It was nearly twenty two percent. Yeah, twenty one. Like twelve percent from three. The other surprising thing, you know, fresh off, well, coming off a fresh injury, uh, Malik Hardy almost had the most minutes for us tonight, and he was still pretty productive. Three for seven, had uh, five points. Oh, sorry, nine points and four rebounds. Yeah, you got just the, really good at, at defensive and and like everyone's been saying, his physicality and and that energy he brings to the team. He's very uh, Kyle Lowry. So I, I see Kawhi Leonard. I I can't say that just because of the height. Um, the position's a little different, but playing more of a guard style, just because Lowry's undersized, but he gets his nose in there. He, he's a dog. Yeah, he's a bulldog, is what he is. He's a little pit bull. Um, so that's what I see a lot of in Malik Hardy. I, I compared him to, to Zach Johnson-esque earlier, and that was just because of, I mean, we've seen him in, what, four games now? And he's he's already probably our best physical drive to the rim, use my body um, to create separation 
player, and which is something we've been lacking for a while, this year at least. Um, so yeah, I mean, Malik's been pretty good. Five turnovers today, which is something you don't want to have. But, you know, I, I can, at least for him, somewhat contribute that to, again, it's his fourth game this season. He's still trying to learn how to play with everybody. Apparently his injury's not, you know, 100%. Right, it's, it's a hip thing, I guess. Right. Um, and talking about injuries, now we got Tracy Hector on the sideline with, uh, is it a knee or is it? It looks like a knee. He's got a new brace on. Um, and yeah, he got banged up in the first game of the tournament against North Dakota. We honestly, with how ugly that game got, it ended up being a near 20 point loss. Um, with how ugly that game got, we had several players go down from like non contact kind of injuries, which are kind of scary. Dakota mm-hmm. Rivers was holding his knee pretty hard. Jalen um, Warren, yeah, his ankle looked kind of banged up. Tracy Hector, you know, a lot of players. In, and even, I forget what game it was, but um, Rainwater came away with a bloody nose or a scratch on his face. That's like every game. <laughs> <laughs> he dives for everything. That's he, true. He's always hitting, right, the, hitting the ground. Always hitting the pavement. But, um, yeah, yeah, he, he um, I mean, he took a lot of abuse this tournament, too, and and. He this was probably this has probably been his best stretch of play for us um in his you know short career with us so far tonight eight points ten rebounds and yeah he's been nearing double double right for pretty like much the, past, the whole tournament yeah and um he's looked good defensively and he's consistently matched up against the other team's best big um and that's also with him getting a lot of minutes he got near thirty minutes tonight. And, you know, three games back to back to back with him getting that kind of minutes, he could definitely use tomorrow off. <laughs> Sit down, relax, get your body right, and, you know, come back for, for FIU. Right, so kind of recapping this whole tournament. I mean, if you count the Florida Tech game, which was technically part of this tournament. Hey, was, it's a win, so I'll count that anytime. Yeah, it wasn't the best win, but it's a win. We, you know, got our feet wet and got going. The The three other games... North Dakota was a great first half tonight. Georgia Southern, great first half, and then we, we can't get that second half or going. And it's like, what is prohibiting the momentum? I, I don't know what it is, and I guess we got to stay tuned to figure it out. But right, uh, Campbell was just a bad all around shooting performance on both teams. Really, mm-hmm. it was just kind of a defensive, grinded out game. Slugfest. Um, still kind of hard to watch. It's it's weird this year. Like a lot of college basketball games have been in that 40, 50 point yeah. range. And that's never, at least what I remember. It's, it's very never... uh, Virginia a couple of years ago when they, when they ended up uh, losing to UMBC, that was that, that was them every single game. Everybody scores 50 some points. And the other thing that I'd like to touch on is <clears throat> how much do you think this new three point line has had an effect? Cause they've been calling a lot of plays on the, on the side. The, mm-hmm. Is that the sideline? Yeah. yeah sideline. Not the baseline. Where you catch the ball and, oops, my toe's hitting the line. That but. is 100% right. uh, the biggest effect that the three-point line has had. It's not – I mean, you can argue, also argue that our shooting yeah, percentage different. is down. And that and that might – I think that's more correlation than causation, though, because, I mean, we're still – like, there are spurts where we shoot very well. It's just kind of – well, we already went over. It's bad shots and forcing shots is kind of, in my opinion, the catalyst for the low percentage. But – yeah, just the the sheer because it's not just our team either. It no. seems like it's every team. We've seen probably at least two, maybe three yep. of those turnovers a game. They catch the ball on in the corner, like where and, you normally hit a three, and, and kind of you know plant their foot to drive around somebody, and then you hear a quick whistle, and it's up oh, turnover, other team's ball. And it's come on, man. 
But, you know, that seems to be the biggest effect so far. So obviously this team that we have now, you know, we're led by two sophomores and Caleb Cato and Zach Scott. Uh, I mean, we got a couple of junior transfers. Do we, this is a dumb question. Do we have seniors? Like who's our senior? Only Tracy Hector. Uh, okay. Again, first year with the team yeah. and hurt. Yeah. So my question is, you know, our valid excuse is we have a young team. The guys have only played a handful of D1 games together, let alone in general. At what point can that excuse not be used anymore? Uh, like, at what point in this season, or does it take a whole year? I think I think the point where you can't use that, not that anybody's making excuses, but the point that you can't use that as an excuse. Well, it's a valid se, excuse right. because it's you're inexperienced. You can use that, and or that's that remains true. I should say until it it isn't true. You know, until our so we, a year, right? I mean. Not to throw a year away like this year, because I still hope Two and, years and maybe think that, that this team can be competitive later in the year, but it's... I don't know, you know, without pulling it up, but on Georgia Southern, there was at least... Uh, the starting five at least was like majority juniors, seniors, I think. Right. And when we get into FIU here, we'll we'll get into some of that too. But that that's all the teams that, that we've seen in this tournament, and mm-hmm. most of the teams this year is juniors and seniors, because that's college basketball. You know, at least not in, at least in in mid major. Well, of conference. course, you're going to play your junior and seniors to put the best possible team exactly, that you have. You're trying to win. And in our case, we don't have any of those cards right. to play. So right, and even our juniors um, and senior, not plural, um, are our JUCO transfers who you know need time to you know learn the speed of the game and and all the other cliches, which again are all our excuses, but also true. It's, it's just, it's a matter of time, which is kind of the hardest thing because you can't speed that up. You just have to sit here and wait and hope that we see progress. Hope that something clicks. Well, yeah, that's what Michael's fly has been saying for the past three, four games, probably every game, but are they making improvements every game? Yeah. Um, from our perspective, it's hard to see it in the last three games. Yeah. It, it's, it's, I know it's different from a coach's perspective and, from a team perspective, but when you keep turning it over the way they've been turning it over and, and the offense is not flowing and clicking and scoring the way it should be, it's hard to say they're making improvements. I think individual players have made improvements, but because there hasn't been a second half and there hasn't been one complete game, I wouldn't say the team has improved a whole lot. There's just been small facets of it that have. Right. No, you're, you're exactly right. It's, but I mean, it's, like you said, it's hard to to see the improvement sometimes as in a fan perspective or a media perspective. But, um, I mean, it's there when you look under the surface. You're right that individual players have gotten better. But in a way that also kind of wanes and waxes, too, with a, a guy like Dakota Rivers, he didn't have the best tournament. Um, but you saw what he did against Florida Tech. You saw what he did in the few games before that. You know, so his season might be a bit up and down. He might have a couple stretches where, you know, it looks like regression, but for a guy that young and for a team this young, there really isn't regression to me because there's value in in poor performance. It's, it's going to be up and down, up and down, up and down until it finally until it's, goes yeah, up and stays up. Consistently trending upward. But yeah, there, there's value in failure as well. Um, it's not fun and it's not as easy to see, but you you have to learn how to lose as well as learn how to win because, yeah, you, you just you have to. It makes you better in the long run, but... You know, us being so short-handed with the forwards as well, 
Mm-hmm. You know, a guy like, you know, uh, Coach Fly has said, you know, Dakota and and Quanzi Samuels are, are guys that were supposed to play five to eight minutes a night, and because Brian Thomas is out, um, you know, they're Dakota Malik, Malik was out, right? Malik and now was out. Tracy's out. For... Tracy's out, and he's been play, he's been a semi consistent, you know, big per se for us. And without him now, it's literally even... only Justice Rainwater, Dakota Rivers as fives, and Quanzie Samuels as a four. And Quanzie didn't even play tonight. No, we're playing small ball um, to somewhat good effect, you know, in our half that we're effective. Um, but, you know, against other teams that have that have bigger guys, I, I don't know how that's going to work out. Because that's, I mean, Rainwater, like I said earlier, he's playing almost 30 minutes a night at this point. So then moving forward, Russell, it's kind of little personal personal thought and opinion what do you see that needs to change uh moving forward to try and get it i mean is it we're doing what we're doing or do you is there something glaring at you that you would like to see changed um that's hard to answer and it's hard to answer because the things that i want to change aren't changeable i want brian thomas to be back in 100 percent. i want to see this you know two to three years in the making player that you know we've been somewhat excited about for a while. Very good on defense, good at rebounding, things that we've sometimes struggled with, you know, with our bigs recently. And um, but that's not something that that can change until it's ready to change. I want to see our players communicate better. I want to see cohesion on the court and all of that. But again, you, it can't just happen. It, that all these things are time. It's time until Brian Thomas can get healthy. It's time until. Malik, Zach, Caleb, you know, Sam, all those guys, Jalen Harper, Jalen Warren can, can get more in sync. It's it's just time. So, I mean, it's, it's tough to say that more of the same, because I don't want to see more of the same, but they just, they just need more time. Yeah. I'd probably agree with those same sentiments. Um, you know, I don't know how to coach. I'm not a coach, but I don't know how to coach, uh, like turnovers. You don't? No. I don't either. <laughs> no, I mean, like, how do you, how do you, like, teach that besides, like, don't... Right, pat, no, because that's vision and IQ. And I'm not saying any player is bad with IQ, um, you know, by themselves, but it's it's a matter of communication. So it's playing with each other, learning the, the guy's tendencies, and it doesn't happen overnight, that's for sure. But, you know, it, it looks like... It looks like we're we're ready to play these teams. You know, it doesn't look like we come in and oh my god, they threw us this thing we couldn't handle. Well, it does, but it doesn't look like they weren't prepared at least in the beginning to to deal with what they were thrown. Do you think I mean would you you say that we're like depth-wise we're short? I mean, like uh yeah, definitely. So, I've noticed the players look gassed, especially in the second half. Because that's we've been playing well in the first half of the last four games. Second half, it's like I see guys leaning over, hands on their hips, not hustling back on defense after a turnover. I think that's one of our bigger problems too. Is we're not physically. Well, I I think that I don't think it's a conditioning thing. I think it's the situation has called for certain players to play a lot and play really hard because we haven't been winning by twenty. You know, we, we've been fighting to get back a lead or we've been fighting to maintain our small lead. So it's like you can't you can't sub the guys out who are playing well for you. The guys who are in a rhythm, 
you got you got to keep them in and then they're gassed and then you try to sub them out but then you know who knows if the guy coming in is going to be on that game and i think that's especially true for for justice rainwater um you know i i keep harping on the fact that he's playing so much and doing fairly well you know in this in this stretch but again it's it's when you don't really have much to to sub him with then you can't take him out <laughs> I got an interesting question. Do you see Caleb Caddo and or Zach Scott as the appropriate leader? Right now, yeah. And I guess going forward, yeah, because they're just they're always going to be even now, they're always going to be kind of the the seniors on the team even though they're sophomores. There's guys older than them even the juniors on the team, but it's I mean, as far as experience and experience playing together and at this level. I guess that's really your only choice. Yeah, it is. And but like I'm thinking in a sense where you know Brandon Good when a couple years back he came over as a uh, junior yeah and he was a, the immediate leader yeah even the though al- he had even Dollar. though he had never played with us he was like okay he's the right. dude that was you know with I Brandon mean, even, he was even more of a leader than Zach Johnson and Zach Johnson was here from day one right yeah with not Brandon, knocking Zach Johnson with Brandon but it it's was just, it, point guard's a natural leading position and he has that like alpha leader mentality in him. But that's what I'm asking. I don't know if I, I see that. I mean, I don't hang out with Zach Scott or Caleb Caddo in the locker room, but I don't know if I, I see that in them. Right. It's hard to see um, a clear on-court leader right now, for sure. Um, at times, again, I don't know if it's because it's the natural leading position. It's I mean, a point guard's the quarterback of basketball, you know. So I, sometimes Jalen Warren looks like he's that on-court guy when he's in there. Um I would. I think I could make somewhat of a case for Caleb Caddo for having seen that with him, because just because he's he, if there's any guy on the court at all times that looks like he knows where everyone's supposed to be, where he's supposed to be, and who to pass it to, it's it's him. Yeah, like if I'm if I'm putting the ball in the hands of a player to make a last shot, it's gonna be either Caleb Caddo or Zach Scott, unless right. it's a three, then right. I'll give it to Gagliardi, but. If yeah. it's any other big play to make the big pass yeah. to in, he's probably the guy I'd want to inbound the pass too, just because he'd be able one to find them. that one guy. Of them, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, just to make the smart play, the smart clutch play. It's just something to keep watching as the season goes on. You know, yeah, see hope. if anybody grows into that role even more. Mm-hmm. So a tough uh, at home tournament for the Eagles. Uh, you know, if you include Florida Tech, <laughs> they went one and three. But obviously, the most concerning is losing three straight to D1 schools. Winnable games, too. Right. So, moving on. Uh, next game is against FIU over in Miami at their campus. The notorious FIU Golden Panthers. December 4th at 7 p.m. Russell, do you have any? How How's this team looking? I know they're 5-3. and three. Yep, 5-3. and three. Um, They don't have any, like... They haven't played any, you know, D1 powerhouses or anything, but, I mean, they're still winning their games, at least five of them. Um, they've played Mississippi State, uh, North Carolina State, Eastern Kentucky, which they did win against. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they have some good wins. And they've always been tough to play. It's, right. It's, it's, like, it's like FAU, like we were talking previously. These guys always put up a fight. Right, and as as a guy who's always been on the west coast of Florida, um, give me FAU, give me FIU, and that's the same team. 
Like I, I don't. Yeah, it's the same team. Yeah, it's all Miami. Well, it's just a vowel, a vowel difference. <laughs> right. It's just it's just a couple stops down the vowel line. <laughs> but um, now you were saying like these guys are, are completely stacked with upperclassmen. So yeah, let go, me go through that list. Let of, me just here. I'm on FIU's men's basketball roster page right now, and just reading. They sort it by number. So first guy junior, second guy junior, third guy redshirt junior. Next guy, senior. Next guy, junior. So I, you know. And you could go on. Right. There's like what? A couple of sophomores, a freshman, and then some more juniors and <laughs> another senior. Yeah, it's, it's, it looks like there, there are three seniors on the team and then just a lot of juniors. And apparently they like to press the whole game. Right. Or, or something of that so nature. So we're going to. Another have our thing hands full. Coach Fly said in the press conference, which you can check out on YouTube, um, is that they anticipated playing FIU this season by scheduling their game against VCU, who FIU's coach is um, from that VCU program in the past, and so he brings a lot of the same style. They, they press all damn game, and that's something that we want to do as a program but just aren't ready with the, the amount of depth and, and, you know... Bodies, right. lack, lack of bodies. Exactly right now. So they're, they're kind of... Not they're not playing the exact game that we want to play, but at least defensively, they're playing in a way that we're trying to get to, but just not there yet. But they have they have good size. They have a couple of six nine guys. Like I said, tons of upperclassmen. And as far as players go, they have a um, they have a guard who averages eighteen points a game. He started all eight of their games this year, so that's something to watch out for. It's a Devon Andrews or Devin Andrews. I don't know his name. <laughs> and then they have a pretty sizable big. Let me go for this pronunciation real quick. Osasumwen Osage. Uh, yeah, we'll go with that. But he's at 13 points a game and nine rebounds a game. So that's something that we got to deal with. He's 6'9", 250 pounds. You know who else was 6'9", 250? Our boy, Antravius Simmons. Brian Thomas is around there, too. Was. He looks a little leaner now. 6'9", 230 or something like that. A little more shredded beef. A little more shredded beef. But, yeah, I mean, they have they have some good talent on that roster. Um, and lots of upperclassmen. Lots of guys flirting with 10 points a game. Um, four of their guys have, have made every start this year, so they have a consistent starting lineup. And it's it's going to be a tough one. So, so what's the obvious thing, keys to the game, that we have to do. I, I mean, it, just, it sounds to me like one turnovers and someone go unscrew the lid off the basket and just make shots and that. Right. Everything's kind of connected. And I think it's got to start with those turnovers yeah. because it's, I don't, again, and maybe, maybe it starts somewhere even before then. Maybe it starts with, with beating the other team's press when they trap us, just knowing where that guy is not making lazy, slow floating passes. Well, that's the other thing that was so weird to me and not to backtrack, but tonight, when Georgia Southern was pressing and our players were trying to get across half court, it seems like they took one step, not maybe one step and stopped when they had a bunch of room to keep going. And like you said earlier that then we finally get the ball in our offense and there's 10 seconds left. Right. So I don't understand why they were stopping, picking up the ball, looking to pass. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's something they're supposed to be doing. And there's, you know, I think you're supposed to stop and pick up when you have to. Right. But it appeared they had a bunch of room to keep driving, and I was just it was just bugging me that 
we weren't getting it across half court in a timely right. fashion. Right. It was bugging everybody, man. Yeah, I know. I just, <laughs> I don't know if that's how it's supposed to be played out or not. Yeah, I don't know either. And again, I'm hoping that, you know, something changes there and that we play the press a little bit better or you just match it with a press of our own, get them, you know, hot and bothered and, and unable physically to keep doing that all game. Maybe that maybe that's the antidote to it. Fight fire with fire and get them tired. I know we're short bodied, but we we sort of with Malik back, we also kind of have. I wouldn't say depth at, at guards. You know, with our guards, we we have another guy though. You know, uh, Gagliardi plays pretty good man to man D, pretty good on ball D, and um, you know Harper is another guy. Warren's another guy. Zach and Caleb. Zach just he can come up with any amount of steals in any game. He's sneaky. Uh, the other team just doesn't know where he is, and he sneaks in, and all of a sudden the ball's in his hands. So we have the bodies there, and then Malik, like I said, to maybe wear them out like that. I guess my concern is I, I haven't seen that clear-cut player other than flashes of Malik that can drive to the hoop consistently. Yeah. And yep. then we're forced to sit on the perimeter or deep deep two and, and take a shot yeah. or you know, hope for a fast break bucket. But Right, which aren't coming at all. But, I mean, it's it's... It's always going to be true that at any moment, you know, we can see shades of and and glimpses and and of us running the offense like we're supposed to be running it. Of getting those steals, turning it into fast break transition points, and just get a few in a row, just beat the other team up, you know, tear the confidence away from them and hit our shots because we're confident and. And that could come against a team like FIU. This isn't like an unwinnable game. This isn't a definite loss it's, it's in any way. It's just because of these last three games and teams pressing us and us not responding to it well, um, you know, it doesn't seem like it's it's not an obvious win, obviously, I mean, at this point either. All of our games, minus a few that were obviously like we're probably going to, we're supposed to lose. St. Louis, VCU. Yeah. yeah. They were all winnable. Right. And they still are. They all, yeah, they're all still winnable. Um, I forget where I was going with this. Any given Sunday. Just win, please. Yeah. Come on. Let, let's do it. Did anybody catch uh, David Moulton uh, just just flipping his lid on the dunk that poor Mr. Rainwater had to suffer through? Yeah, Mr. J. Rain got a little rain splattered on him. Right, a little bit. It baptized. Was, yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to tip your hat or whatever the hell you're wearing on your head to that guy i mean that was a yeah that's probably gonna be like number one it, it was it was probably i hate even saying it but it's true it was probably the most vicious poster that i've and seen in person at alico yeah from about 10 feet away from me <laughs> and that's considering rage on tucker's dunks troy baxter jr's dunks yep. it was up there it was well poster in particular though like right. over another guy yeah yeah. Yeah, that was uh rough. Silver line is uh we're on ESPN. So, yeah, a little I mean, bit of uh a little bit of exposure there. Yeah, final thoughts. I think we just need to sugar the fing bigs. <laughs> I mean what the f What kind of sugar? Powdered confection? Powdered shush. Powdered shush the fing bigs. Okay, Trump. Powdered sugar the bigs. J Web we should, we should have a segment where we call it what would trump do and if i had <laughs> and trump is the coach of fgc basketball trump
Give a lot of credit to a team like Campbell and Georgia Southern. They're tremendous players. They're coached well. They make tremendous trade deals with China. We don't have any Chinese players, and that's good. We have to make FGCU great again. <laughs> Let's go Eagles, man. I just, I want to win. I'm praying to the basketball gods. I kind of wish college basketball worked like if we just started tanking, we could get like a really cool. A good recruit? <laughs> yeah. A get recruit. a five star if yeah. we like lose out. We get like a, a, a free card for a five star or something. Right. right. I wish that's how that worked. I don't. But well, no, I, also, I don't want to see us tank, right. but give me a five star. I'll take a bad year if we get what a was it that the magic like three years ago where like in t- in the next ten years we're gonna win an NBA championship. Like the ten year plan, seriously. But yeah, that also isn't gonna happen. <laughs> All right, guys, that about wraps things up. Um like I said, we got FIU coming up December fourth, Wednesday, seven o'clock, their place. Any dirty birds traveling over there, give us a shout. We probably won't go because, you know, work and things, but i love to go. We'll definitely be tuning in on TV um, and then hopefully be back in a week or so and recap some of the next couple games and looking for improvements. Yeah, back at the nest on Saturday against Robert Morris. Pack the nest, dirty birds. Father Bob coming to Father town. Father Bob. I'll have to talk to him. Tell him to send it down. Yeah. But yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in. Go. Oh, do hey Russell, you really need to be the uh, the new Go Eagles. That's pretty good. Go Eagles. Yeah, but but Russell. Go Eagles. Oh no no, do your opera. Go Eagles. There we go. <laughs> if we, if we don't get hired, you know, as our you know continue doing media, at least Russell can do that. Right. Belch that out. Go Eagles. Belch. I think I meant to say belt. Yeah, belch is when you burp. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Go Eagles. I feel like I'm on my morning jog hearing your voice because I enjoy the podcast. Appreciate what you do.